You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. As we seek Him first. And He says this to the point of almost exasperating this idea. And this is what I want you to catch in this little passage in verse 34. He says this, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. You know what He's saying there? He's not trying to scare you. He's not saying, oh, you're, 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 you're messed up either way, right? He's not saying that. He's saying, listen, there's things I know and there's things you know. And I'm in control of it all. And you can't stop tomorrow. You can't stop the events of tomorrow. You can't stop the things that are going to happen. You can't stop the pop tire. You can't stop running out of gas. You can't stop the busyness. You can't stop the business. You can't stop the things that you can't control. But I see them anyways. And if you put me first, I will put my order in you. The second thing that we have to do to fix this is that we have to check for any unnecessary business. That means we have to cut back. There's areas where God gives us wisdom that we have to cut back. We have to stop. We can't do everything. We, there's not enough hours in the day sometimes for us to do everything that we feel like we need to do. So we have to cut back. And the things that you do have to start by lining up with the direction God is calling you. I hope this isn't too hard or too rough, but I need you to hear this because a lot of times we can hear a message like this and then fall back into the place of rocky soil. We can say, that's a great idea. Man, this is wonderful, but it will start to kind of bear a little bit of root system, but it will get choked out because your life's going to be busy. But your life won't stop being busy until you first trust God and then second take the time to maybe cut out anything that is unnecessary. Uh, all right, I'm probably not going to get all the way through this message today as we're running out of time. It's okay. Yesterday I talked to the guys, we just briefly mentioned something. Because I, th I think this is important, okay? If, just give me a little bit of liberty to call a bit of an audible. All right. Hey, Justin, come on up, man. Is that when God constructed the order of the earth, we've been wide, we're about to go deep. When God constructed the order of the earth, when he looked at, when reading the Genesis account, one and, one and two, really one, chapter one of Genesis, this is what we see is that each day beginning at the evening time and closing at the evening time. And God set an order and there is a calendar that the entirety of the Bible people that wrote it, they, they lived under it. And it was a lunar schedule. Meaning this is that it followed the sequence of the moon. But here's how it practically played out was this. Is that each day began at sundown and concluded the following day at sundown. This is just painfully practical. But I promise you that if you let the Holy Spirit get on this. If you listen to God and let him touch you in this area, it will transform your life. Every person here, there's not one person here that lives a 24-hour day. Yeah, you, 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 you literally do. You guys are like, what? You're not making sense. I know what I'm saying. 
because you don't wake up at midnight and stay up till midnight. You wake up at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, whenever you wake up. If you're shift working, you're really messed up. And then you go back to sleep at, man, 10, 11, 12. And so you cut off a portion of your day. And what happens under that formula and that time frame, and this is why a lot of times we struggle in this area, and God sees it, and part of his grace is the wisdom of his word, is because we, we, we just are constantly behind. And what happens is this, is that you wake up, and then you have to plan, but a lot of times, if you're like me, man, you don't wake up until you have to be somewhere. You give yourself that 15, 30, one-hour window. And then all the things that you're planning for, you're hustling to do. You forget to make your kids' lunches because you're busy. I know I'm speaking to somebody besides me there. You want to stop eating unhealthy, but you can't pack your lunch. You want to make God the first thing in the morning, but you're too busy because you're already late and you got, you're going to be late for work. Man, you want to make coffee instead of go spend six bucks at Starbucks, but you, can't even, you don't even have the time to do that. You know what God's answer is? Start the night before. Shine your shoes. It's his answer. And when you set your day before you wake up the next day, and with the mindset and to say, God, if there's anything that you need to order, I'm going to stop and I'm going to listen. And you begin to say, God, I'm going to put you first. I'm going to begin to put these things. I mean, just practically speaking, let's just keep it practical. If you made your lunch and your kids' lunch the night before, if you put the coffee in the coffee pot so all you had to do was push the button, if you started your devotional in the evening, what would happen is this, is that you would begin to create some margin so that when you came home, you weren't overwhelmed and stress didn't lead your day, but order led your day and you had time to not just hear the Lord and to feel the presence of the Lord, but to begin to be salt and light. You had some margin in your life like we talked about last week. Not all of your field was harvested, but you had something to give. And I promise you, this order that God created is an order that brings life to you. And all it takes is just simply saying, God, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to take a small step of obedience. Every parent with small children understands the goal is to get them to bed earlier and earlier, isn't it? Why? Because there are times you need to decompress and to de-stress, isn't there? Isn't there? Man, praise the Lord. God gave us a great order. And it is grace, friends. It is grace. It is grace. He loves you. Man, he saw. He said, Andy, I see you. Ah! <laughs> You're living it. I got a few minutes. I'm closing. I'm closing with this. I'm pretty sure that I'm on YouTube somewhere after yesterday. I took down my pool. Our liner got busted, and it just is old. And 
So I, I cut up the liner, I rolled it up, and I was like, I'm going to just take it out to the curb. That's all I got to do. <clears throat> I had five sections, I cut it, I thought this through. Well, there was one section, one section that was waterlogged. <laughs> Can I tell you what I did? I, I used choice language. I'm probably on YouTube somewhere. There were spiders all in this thing. I was, okay, hold on. I got to give you guys a backstory. I had two pairs of pants, boots on, two pairs of socks, two shirts on, zipped up to here, gloves on. Can I tell you why? Because those spiders were going to kill and eat me. <laughs> Y'all thinking, you're nuts. I was yesterday. And so, this one piece, man, I, I, I tried to slide it on something. I couldn't slide it. I tried, I said, I went to my brother-in-law, got his wheelbarrow. I couldn't even lift this piece up into the wheelbarrow. I got a ratchet strap up and ratchet up. And I'm fighting with this thing and I'm fighting with this thing. But I know as somebody was filming me from across the street and posting it to YouTube, crazy neighbor tries to dismantle pool, right? You search it, it might be up there somewhere. Is that I couldn't get beat by this one piece. <laughs> and I finally got a dolly. And I put the dolly a certain way, and I threw it up there, and I pushed this thing out like I was crossfitting on a crossfitting marathon through my family. I finally got it to the curb. I stomped it. I stomped it. Don't be I lost my bananas. I sat down in my backyard. My heart was racing. I didn't know whether to call 911 or just go and be with Jesus. Like, you know, I'm coming, Lord. You know, <laughs> We're not even getting to the thorny and the good soil. Hey, can I tell you something? That's funny. That's good. That's how we live our life when we have rocky soil. Is we're constantly fighting with the areas of our life that we want to see breakthrough, but we can't. And what we understand is that there's just one thing or one area or a few areas that are constantly beating us up. But the grace of Jesus comes in when we invite it to come and to till out the rockiness. But it stops by saying, God, I'm going to trust you first. I'm going to trust you first. And I am going to reorder my life according to your priority. And he will do it. He will do it. He will do it. He'll do it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you today, God, for your, your goodness. Lord, you are so good. And, and Father, Jesus, we see your, your grace, Lord, in these areas, Father, because you desire for us to have good soil. But God, you know, you know several things about us. And this is how we know that you know. Because you came to this earth. Hey, Jesus, I know that you dealt with unforgiveness, probably, when John's disciples came to you, that you were challenged in that moment. But you chose to say, Father, I see the gold in John. And so, Father, I pray for those of us that in areas of our heart we have the, the hardened path areas. God, where there's either been a hurt 
Father, most likely it's not even something that we've done. But God, something that's happened to us. But Lord, we've, we've chosen to stand the side of unforgiveness. And maybe even God believe that you can't fix that. But Jesus, in your grace, I'm asking you to come in and to do only what you can do is to begin to heal those parts of our heart that are broken. And maybe this morning, right where you are, that's you. And you just say, God, I want to invite you in to, to tackle this one area. I can't do it. It's only by your grace. Maybe you even say, like John, that you're mad. And that's okay. And you can voice that to God, but the second thing you need to say is, help me. Help me. Help me to see your love. God, I'm angry because this didn't go the way I thought it did. I trusted you, and maybe you let me down. I feel like you let me down. But God, I'm now choosing to trust you and to let your love come in and to begin to heal me. God, only you can renew our minds and begin to correct some of those things, Lord, that we have wrongly believed. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to do that here right now. God, I pray for those of us who have the rocky soil. Lord, that those are things that we care about in this, this earth, Father God, the, the concerns that we all face, Lord, that we go through day to day. But God, the only way that we can begin to see your love is by trusting you. God, that we look at the flowers that we, we pass by every day and... <clears throat> God, you did that. You clothed those. You clothed the lilies of the field. Lord, you care for the birds of the air. Lord, you suspend creation in your hands. So God, help us in our unbelief to begin to trust you and to, to give some of those things back to you, knowing that you know not just what we're walking through today, but God, what we're going to walk through tomorrow and every day of our life. And you uphold it. And in your love, Lord God, that you suspend us and you keep us. So God, help us to trust you. But Father, we also pray, Lord, for the strength and the courage to apply your wisdom to our life. If we need to reorder our life or to snip some things out or cut some things out, God, we know that's difficult, but Lord, help us so that we Father God, can begin to have our life in order, Lord, with your plan to see your fruit born in our life. God, we love you. We thank you. This morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're sitting here and you've never trusted in Jesus Christ, all I'm going to ask you to do today is right where you sit, to make that decision, if you feel and understand the love of Jesus, to say, Jesus, I trust in you that what you did at the cross is covered the debt of my sin. But I also see that gift that you gave as the ultimate act of love that brings me into relationship with you. Jesus, I trust in you. If you believe that, say that to the Father right now. Jesus, I trust 
in the sacrifice that you gave at the cross to cover my sins and to show me your great love. I receive you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. This morning as we close, the, I intended on talking about this at the very end of this message, but we didn't get there. We'll pick up on it. A couple of small groups that were, were kicking up. And this is part of our process because a lot of times we need help getting to where God has called us to be. So God put us in relationship. And so we've got some small groups that are going on that, that are amazing, that are life-giving, that are powerful. And on Wednesday nights, our amazing 50-plus group. Ronnie, do you still call it that? Are you guys like, well, do you have a code name, a nickname now? The winners, the awesome people, the, the best. I don't know. Come on, Ronnie, get creative with me, all right? Um, you guys are in here, and you guys have an amazing thing going. So if you're in that group, if you're in that group, um, you, you can come. And I want to I say something else, that it's not, we say something like 50 plus, but it, you, it, hey, if you're 45 and you want to come, come on. If you're 35 and you want to be in here, come on. All right? And then, go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, all right. They're doing Robert Morris and called Jesus, talking about the attributes of Jesus, all right? Phenomenal stuff. And then also, um, men, we have a group that meets at Boss Burger, um, and that's just all about eating hamburgers, all right? Just praise the Lord on that. I'm just joking. Seven o'clock, we have a great time, great community. The ladies are going to be meeting with um, Kim. Um, in the cafe, or, or uh, they may meet a little off location too, uh, Papa Do's or something like that. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm like, you guys are like, what? No, I, I'm joking about the Papa Do's. It's in the cafe. Again, all that's at 7 o'clock. And then we got a great one coming up um, that Justin and Holly Zach. And how many of you guys love Justin, our worship pastor? He's amazing. Okay. And, uh, it's uh, called Win-Win Parenting. It's going to start January the 30th, okay, and that um, their location is going to be uh, to be decided. I got a feeling like you guys might be somewhere on the avenue, maybe a, a coffee shop or something on the avenue. Oh, it might be at his house, too. And this is for uh, families with small children, like elementary and down, and it, it's covering positive parenting, mindset and skills for creating a thriving family. Oh, that's good, man. I'll tell you what, if you've got young children and you're just, can I, I'll just, ah, it's 12.06. I'm sorry. I went over. But man, I'm telling you, be a part of that. Amen. All right, stand to your feet. If I can just have a few ministry folks come up. And the purpose of our ministry teams that come up here um, at the close is that if you have a need that you want somebody to come in agreement with and pray with you for. We want to be here for you, whether that's something in your physical body or something you're walking through that could be challenging, that you need somebody just to come into agreement with you and pray with you. We want to do that. We love you, and we want to believe for God's best in your life. But let me just, let me just pray just a blessing over you. Father, I just declare your grace, the grace of Jesus over every person. Let your goodness and your mercy 
follow each person here, Lord, all the days of their life, but the days of this week, especially we pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We love you, look forward to seeing you Wednesday, and uh, come up if you need any kind of ministry.